Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, welcome to another episode of After 9. We're Scott and Kat. If you are brand new to this podcast, you're about to hear some shit. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Oh, by the way, everybody's everybody's doing good. How's everyone feeling following that storm? Huh? Good time to be in the chiropractic industry, I feel. I'm sore. Yeah, I am. I'm all, I'll fully admit I am sore from shoveling yesterday. And yes, I have a good old-fashioned shovel, an adult-sized one. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Doug. That I used. I actually had to dig up my neighbor, too. But fuck, man. The little Civic, just, just trying to trek through the snow. The plows hadn't arrived when I got home. I got an SUV. I managed up my driveway and right into my garage. Lucky me. I grab my shovel. I start shoveling away. And this little this little Honda Civic comes toot tooting down the street. I don't think had winter tires even. Couldn't couldn't make it. So I'm sitting there trying to dig her out. She's like, maybe I should have gone the other way. I'm like, well, where do you live? And my my street's kind of like it's like a crescent-ish. So it goes all wraps all the way around. She's like, I'm on the other side. I'm like, why didn't you go this way? She's like, I thought I saw a path. It wasn't a path at all. Oh, fuck. And so she was stuck. She calls her daughter over to help. I'm there with a shovel. She, finally, I found out about halfway through us trying to do this. She also had a son, a full grown son that was at home that came and like moped around. Okay, mom, I'm here to help now. You didn't move your ass the second that your mom called and said I'm stuck down the road. Get your fucking ass over here and help your mother get out. Thank you. Who was probably coming home from work from an exhausting shift. She looked just not happy. And he comes to, okay, I guess I'll help. I can take over now. You're fucking right, you will, son. You grab a shovel and dig your mom out. Come on. Can I say you sound like the mom that kid needs? <laughs> that kid needs a good Honestly. kick in the ass and you're ready to give it to him. Uh, they got out, though. Everyone's good. Now, what about, I need an update, though, with you. Your brother come over and shovel your mom's driveway or nah, what? Nah, he got up and threw the podcast on and heard that I was on to him before he even checked his uh, his texts. He knew, huh? He knew. Smart so, cookie, that Jeff. Well, I'll tell you what I did when I got to my mom's place. She, she does this every time. She was out there shoveling the driveway. <gasps> no, mama. Put it down. That's exactly what I told her. So I, I took that shovel out of her hand and I said, no, ma'am, you're going to go inside and make yourself a cup of tea. I'll take care of this. And once I got into it, I got right into it. I love the snowblower. I w- I did the driveway of hers and then I did the person next to her and then the person next to nice. them. I, I did four houses in total, including my mom's. And just as I was finished, the last one, I couldn't have timed it any better. That irritating, awful sound of the plow coming down the street. I know. So <laughs> then I had to dig out the end of everybody's driveway. And I was soaking wet and sweating like crazy under my jacket, but I loved it. Yeah. We I, haven't had a snowfall like that in a long, 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 long time. Long time. And I got to say, that is the thing about it. It's so Canadian. It's such a Canadian thing to say. But when you do have a storm like that, it really does bring your neighbors together. Uh, this is so twisted, but get this. So I am so I shoveled my own driveway, my, my walkway. I started to shovel my neighbor's sidewalk and my neighbor to the right and left. I've got great neighbors, happy to do it. They help me out. I help them out. So I'm doing that. Sure enough, same thing happens to me. The plow comes by. The second I thought... I was done. I thought, I'll come back out here later. Maybe the plow will be by. Maybe not. We'll figure it out. No, the plow comes by and I was already kind of like exhausted. My neighbor comes out of his house, my next door neighbor. He's got a snowblower. So he's like, no, 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 cat. I'll get the end of the driveway. Don't worry about it. Oh, and here's some chocolate chip banana bread and some cinnamon swirl cake. So not only did they do the bottom of my driveway, they gave me baked goods. Really? Yeah, they're what, great people. What do you think's going I on like, there? I know. It was great. No, they're just nice people. They're just nice people. Really? Yeah. No ulterior motive at all? No. Well, I mean, they, they'll they come over and drink every now and again. Oh. So, I mean, I supply that. Sometimes they'll supply food. It's great. It's a good deal we have going on. But it, it did really bring people together, is my point. I was chatting with a couple of different neighbors, ones that I had never even talked to yet that are relatively new. I was like, well, welcome. <laughs> welcome. This is the plow. But anyway, hopefully everybody is safe and we can move along and never see a snowstorm like that for another 10 years. That'd be good. You know who was right into helping yesterday? Let me give you a little bit of this. <laughs> that was a little bit of Premier Doug Ford yesterday who decided to go and take a drive through his own riding and, and help out some of the stranded motorists. And I am absolutely 
fascinated. With a fucking dustpan, by the way. Oh, <laughs> God damn it, what Doug. What kind of a shovel was that? <laughs> I watched that shit for, for ages yesterday. And really, I was just there for the comments because people either thought, oh, he is human. And other people thought, you son of a bitch, you're exploiting this storm to try and get yourself some publicity. <laughs> you are. And Didn't that shovel have like an expandable, like, what was that? Well, there's a lot to unpack here. So let's start with that. Doug wakes up in the morning and he puts his big premier jacket on and his big boots and says, I'm going to jump in my Ford truck and go out and do some shoveling. Okay, Doug, you go right ahead and head on out and do that shoveling. He must, for a property like his, have shovels. Actual, honest-to-God shovels Mm -hmm. like you and I used yesterday to do our own driveways. But no. I don't know if he, like, went to Home Depot or to a a, a Petro-Canada station or something like that and just bought whatever shovel he could find, but he was digging out cars with the smallest shovels I've ever seen in my life. They were, like, kid size. And Doug's a big, burly man. He's shoveling the snow, and I'm thinking... Dude, there's an easier way. Get a bigger fucking shovel. You'll move twice as much snow in the same amount of time. This is crazy that you're doing it like that. And I don't know. Did If this was staged and he went out and bought those shovels or somebody showed up at his house that morning, his, his assistant or something, and said, you know what? The polls are out this morning, and God, you are less popular than Kathleen fucking Wynn was. That's how bad people are pissed off at you right now, Doug. And and then maybe they had this plan. You know what? Snowstorm. We'll go out and help our neighbors. And those are the shovels you brought? I tell them, take these fucking shovels back and get me a proper shovel. That's like an emergency. What it was was an emergency shovel. You know those ones you can get in your winterized kit? You get like a winter kit. You throw it in your trunk of your car. You hope you never have to use it. But if you're stranded on the 401 like those poor motherfuckers yesterday that had to (laughs) shovel their way up, you have a shovel. That's what it was. But you're absolutely right. If you knew, and and this was very calculated, very set up. You think so? where the fuck has the guy been? Uh-huh. Where has the guy been forever? But, oh, I'm really easy at your disposal, CP24. Come call me. Let me FaceTime you. And I know you're going to get into that in a second. Let me FaceTime you and show you how good I'm doing here. And I'm a boots on the ground kind of premier. That's who I am. Where the fuck? Like, shut up. Where have you been? <laughs> but where have you been, though? Well, I mean, first and foremost, for Doug to go out and do that was kind. And sure. I urged people to do it, and you urged people to do it. We were all supposed to help out those in need. Yeah, and I truly believe he would have done that regardless of other circumstances happening right now. That's the Doug that I do remember being like, hey, I'm going to help out. That's the exact kind of thing that I would expect he'd do. And you're so right. I mean, we used to broadcast from a radio station in Etobicoke, right where Doug lives. We were five minutes away from Doug's house. And Doug doing Doug things was part of the reason that people love Doug. Because you would never see Dalton McGinty or Kathleen Wynn or any of those fuckers out there shoveling people out. But Doug was the guy. He was your friendly city counselor who would go out and do that sort of stuff. Oh, you got to pick up a, you buy a new TV at Best Buy. Hang on, jump in my truck and we'll go pick it up for Mm -hmm. you. He was very much that guy. The problem is that he has turned into a colossal fucking asshole over the last couple of years. And that Doug that we used to know, I thought was gone. But then he did this yesterday and I thought, huh, maybe, just maybe there's a little piece of the old Doug that everybody loved that's coming out. But then I started seeing all the red flags. People very quick to point out. It seems very staged. There's a lot of photographers around taking pictures of him. Nobody really would have known he was doing it in the moment had it not been for him telling people he was doing it and then dispatching all his ministers to tweet about the fact that he was doing it. So let's play a little bit of what I think is the biggest problem with what Doug did yesterday. This was on CP24. Premier Doug Ford, who joins me now. Good morning, Mr. Premier. Hi, George. How are you doing? I'm good. Good to talk to you, sir. Look, uh, God rest his soul, Mel Lastman had the army, but you're an army of one today. What have you been doing? Well, just picking people up, checking on, on people, George, like everyone else is helping out. Cars are stuck all over the place. Firefighter, fire truck down the road here is trying to get to someone's house. I guess they, they have a an emergency down here, but just making sure people are safe in their cars and, uh, and any, anything I can, I can do to help them. And here's another uh, 
gentleman right here. I'm just going to make sure uh, our car is empty. Yeah, just make sure the car is uh, <laughs> Hang on, let me help this. Fu- oh, no, there's never nobody even there. It's never abandoned. Mind. You know, people aren't uh, stranded. That's all. I've dropped off a few people at their homes. And uh, you just do what you have to do. Every, everyone's doing it, right? I'm no different. Premier or no premier, you're there to help your uh, your neighbors right now. And I believe that whether he was the premier or not, he would have done that because, like I said, that was very much an old Doug Ford thing to do. And you know what? His brother Rob would have been right out in front doing it too. They were very much for the people. Now it's very much for you people because he's not the same as us anymore. This is a Doug who has completely changed over the last couple of years. And people are pointing out, hey, he goes and does this fucking interview to brag about what he's doing, whereas most people just, they helped their neighbor. They saw somebody stuck, they pulled him out, or they let him use their phone, whatever. We all helped in some way, or most of us did. Doug was looking for attention, and that's why he called into CP24. Yesterday, when he did that, he was driving. And he was on FaceTime. And Doug was doing the whole maneuver that all of us do. You know, where you hold the phone down here so the cops can't see it if they roll up beside you. You try and keep your phone when you're using it a little <laughs> he, out of the way. He realizes he was on live television. But he was right? on live fucking TV. <laughs> How did you not realize that? How did you not know? Oh my did God. you think they were going to edit that no. out? I, it was live. I mean, you were driving in a snowstorm right after Toronto police said stay off the roads unless you have to be out. You're not a firefighter or an emergency services person, Doug. But beside that, I can look the other way on that because people want to see leadership and they want to see their lo- their leader doing yeah, leader things. He's out there being helpful, not out there being another number, right, to the added, you know, stress that was the traffic yesterday and the holdups and stuff like that. He was, I do sincerely, trying to help, but also trying to let everybody know he was trying to help. That's the thing. Yeah. And... Doug, I honestly think that you would have done yourself a world of good. So much good if you'd just done it, and it will leak out. I mean, one of the guys that he picked up that he invited into his truck without a mask, Doug wasn't wearing a mask. This is a complete fucking stranger off the street. Hey, jump in my truck, and I'll drive you home. That guy was, oh, wow, this is Doug Ford. That's cool. And he was putting it on TikTok. People would have found out about it through that. And if you had just organically let that story go like apparently somebody got stranded in the snow and Doug Ford himself showed up in his truck and picked the guy up and took him home. You can't buy publicity like this. But when you go out of your way to try and get publicity for doing the right thing, people get skeptical, Doug. Now, I think personally some good can come out of this. Let's have another conversation about texting and driving because what Doug did was highly illegal. I actually phoned a cop friend of mine last night and I said, I I just want to make sure I'm on the right side of this. If, if I've got the phone even in a holder in my car, can I FaceTime while I'm driving? The cop laughed and said, no, you can't FaceTime while you're driving. You put your phone away. It's not for when you're driving. It's a distraction. You need to keep your eyes on the road, your hands on the wheel and eliminate anything that might take mm-hmm. 100% of your focus off of the roads. I did notice, um, and a lot of people are crapping on CP24 for even giving this uh, any attention, that being Doug. That's fine. You can go ahead and crap on them. They saw an opportunity, and people are using their footage. So, okay, be that as it may. The, I, what the one thing I did notice was they cut the feed visually after a while. Because I think even, oh, yeah, even they, they started to use B-roll of, you know, anything and everything. Plow. Like people playing in the snow, like anything, because I think they realize, like, is he supposed to, are we supposed to, are we just, but he might not come on again if he knows, does he know? And then I think they just cut it. Case in point, and I thought all broadcasters knew this. If somebody calls into our radio show and they're obviously driving and talking uh, into their handset, for example, we'll stop the call and tell them, you need to pull over. Yeah, or we just ask, are you on Bluetooth right now? What's your deal? Is it just a really, really, really terrible Bluetooth that you're on? Yeah, okay. And and we'll confirm that because we don't want anybody just distracted behind the wheel. It's a pretty substantial fine if you break the rules. And sorry, Doug, I mean, nice effort because I do believe that came from the right place. But fuck, did you ever screw this up? No, you can't FaceTime and drive. 
No, you can't just invite strange people into your car and, no, don't worry about a mask. Yeah, you want to get me on TikTok? Sure. I don't know what that is, but let's fucking go. You want to stop and grab a sub or something? I'm starving. You know, like, you can't do that shit. I borrowed Arthur's shovel. Now I'm out here. (laughs) Arthur said I could use it, and he really wants to go to school tomorrow. (laughs) So again, I'm wondering, was it for publicity or did he do that because the old Doug is coming back? Because I'm really mm. trying to see the silver lining here, but it looks really, really yeah. political stunty. It does, because just because when you're absent for so many other f- reasons where we want you and we want answers to things and absent, 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 and then all of a sudden, nope, this is going to make me look good, so I'm present it's not It's not a good look. It really no. isn't a good look. And I understand people's anger about it. Listen, there were so many parents and teachers and, and bus drivers and, and so on and so forth. There were so many people that wanted and needed answers from the premier. And he wouldn't make himself available. He's used excuse after excuse after excuse. And sometimes he doesn't even make an excuse. He just plain doesn't fucking show up. You need something? Sorry. Doug's not there to help you, and he's not. But when he goes out and does something like this, fuck, call the media. No questions yeah. about COVID. We're just going to talk about the snow and look at me go. Yeah, it's so funny. And I'm just, I, I love reading and catching up on these tweets because one thing I didn't notice that I noticed after reading these um, is that her his executive director of media relations happened to be there. I happen to be around. I'm just super, I'm always around Doug supervising <laughs> and shoveling. That's what I do. So, I mean, it's, it's obvious to me it's a PR stunt. Quite is that obvious. Yelena? Yelena? I I don't know. I guess so. See, okay, so it is weird, that particular thing, because I know others have fixated on that as well. I don't think that was Yelena. I mean, I've never actually been formally introduced to her, but I've certainly seen her at many events over the years, and I don't know that that was actually her. It didn't look like, I didn't zoom in on the picture. I couldn't tell you either. I I could not tell you. That's just what I saw, and I noticed that apparently the people who did notice this said it. My favorite, I got to give some credit to the Beaverton. Every now and again, they nail it. They had uh, a screenshot of that TikTok you were talking about from when he welcomed that guy, Rando, into his truck. It says, breaking, Ontario teachers intentionally strand themselves in snowbanks for a chance to speak with Doug Ford. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. But that's it, though, right? I mean, Doug, you can't just jump on TV to promote the good stuff but not do your actual job. Doug Ford is laser focused on doing absolutely everything except what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. I used the analogy last week and it's still proving true. Doug Ford is like one of your shitty employees. You don't really want to let him go, but you know they're fucking the dog. So you got to put somebody else on them to make sure they do their job. And it turns out to be a colossal waste of time and money. Yeah. One thing I will say that, that did kind of frustrate me a little bit is is painting all media with the same brush. And we see this time and time again because a lot of people said, oh, media ignores, ignores, ignores until, oh, Doug Ford's here. Take pictures, take video, media. Stop painting us. Stop painting all media, I should say. Not necessarily us. I mean, I think anyone who listens to this podcast knows that Scott and I are have absolute free speech. We can say whatever we want to say. And we do continue to do that. And there are other outlets that perhaps are more... Um, conservative or liberal or whatever it is i understand if you want to get take put blame on cp24 for example whatever it is but stop painting it with all the same brush saying people don't ask questions we've been fucking asking that question for a long time we've been asking what the hell's going on and then now we are criticizing this and i know there are other outlets out there that are doing the same as us so don't paint everybody with the same brush Ask questions. Absolutely ask questions when you see something specific and you go, wait a minute, you didn't seem to care and you didn't seem to ask these questions or attempt to ask the questions or even put broadcast out there that it's not fair that you can't ask these questions, but yet you're giving this guy all this proper PR that why does he deserve it? You know, it's totally okay to ask those questions. Just don't paint it all with the same brush because it does frustrate me. I saw a great Great meme yesterday. I I was looking at some of the other conservatives in Doug Ford's caucus that were all retweeting it. And and you get to someone like Monty McNaughton, the labor minister, and all his tweet was, look, Premier Ford is helping people. (laughs) And I think that that's the headline they wanted to go with. And one reply to it, I actually burst out laughing. It was a meme and it was a picture of a men's bathroom and somebody taking a piss. 
And Doug was at the urinal and Monty was walking into the bathroom. And even though there was eight available urinals, Monty went right beside <laughs> Doug. And and that just sums it up perfectly. Yeah. Uh, just a few months out from an election and the premier's approval rating is at the lowest point of his leadership. He's down to 30%. He's into Kathleen Wynne at the end territory. Not Kathleen when she won. Kathleen when she got embarrassed. That was what allowed Doug to get elected. Mm -hmm. And now Doug's down there too. And frankly, I don't understand if they think that Doug shoveling will help or if they were just testing the waters to see if there's any salvaging it. Because typically, this is one of those Ford Nation moments. Yeah, fuck yeah, we're Ford Nation and we're going to go out and dig Toronto out of the snow. There's a lot of people that were traditionally Ford Nation people that are thinking, will you please fucking oh, get us back to work? Come on, yeah. You know, like, whether it was legit or not, you, you certainly can't deny the fact that there are tens of thousands of people out of work. Gyms are closed. Restaurants are closed. Indoor attractions are closed. And, and if Doug wants to help, he could probably do a lot to get down to the hospitals. Doug, as nice as it is to see an authentic moment from you, and I still truly do believe that at least the idea for that was authentic. I think Doug woke up and and had PTSD from when we called in the goddamn army the last time we had a snowstorm like that and thought, I'm going to get out there and help. I'm going to yeah. be a man of the people. So I think that it was coming from the right place. It's just that, Doug, that's not what people want from you right now, or not alone. If that was step one in a series of many to come, okay, let's see what's to come. But I want to remind you that what people still want is their businesses reopened and their livelihood back. Whether you're ready to do it or not, whether you've got the balls to stand up to that science table or not, it's time to do it, Doug. And the other thing they want is accountability. Fourth time, these businesses have been closed. We've got 90% double vaccinated. Uh, millions of people have also got boosters. Now we've got the therapeutics and shit's still closed. And not a single one of the people that's advising you has lost their job. Not one of them. You know what I would like to see, Doug? I want to see a good, strong Ford Nation moment. I want you to haul all those hospital CEOs into your office and say, okay, now what? What's the plan to fix this? Mm -hmm. And if you don't like even the way they sign their name, fire them on the spot. Gone. We'll find somebody else to be the CEO of that hospital for a $650,000 a year salary. You need to show some Crazy. accountability, Doug. Make people be accountable. When are we going to talk about the, the numbers? We still are not at what they said we would be at in the ICUs on New Year's Eve. And it's been three weeks past that deadline. And we're still not there. Yeah. Is there any accountability there? Are you going to expect that your health minister step down? I, I personally, there's a great case for it. I mean, Christine Elliott's been in charge since day one. And we're still, two years later, fourth time, business is closed. Will you be accountable, Doug? Will you even come out and say, I'm sorry for doing this? I mean, that's what people really want from you, Doug. And and I really hope that you can see that. And if, if you want to have any sort of a chance in June, I really think you're going to need to do this. Just simply playing on the fact that ah, people don't like Andrea Horvath or Stephen Del Duca. It's not enough because I can tell you firsthand, there's people who don't, but they also can't reward you or they're willing to consider hearing the other side. We should just mail out all our Omicron and send it to uh, China. China. <laughs> oh, that was bizarre <laughs> yesterday, too. Uh, a bizarre claim by China is now being laughed off by Canadian health officials and wow. politicians. Chinese health authorities have claimed that the Omicron variant of COVID was introduced to a resident in Beijing through a piece of mail from Canada. Did we fucking mail them COVID yeah. and uh, to, to what? Stop the Olympics? Why did we do that? Yeah, how does that work? Is it that easy? Is that how it happens? From Canada of all places? Stop it. Stop it. China has a real issue with Canada, and I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, we keep popping up on their radar, and they just don't fucking like us. And, and it's strange to me, but for whatever reason, they just keep taking shots at us. But the other big news from yesterday was the fact that we finally have approved Paxlovid in Canada. This is Pfizer's antiviral drug, approved in Canada, finally, arguably too late. We only have 30,000 treatments in Canada, but a full course treatment. If it's four pills, then we've got 30,000 doses of four pills. Okay, great. A, a full treatment. Good. 30,000 of them. 
We've ordered a million, but we'll get another 120,000 by the end of March. So I have a feeling it's just going to drip in. Hey, listen, is this not seeming very deja vu-ish of last year? We approved the vaccines. Okay, great. Give us the vaccine. We don't have any right now. We've ordered them. But we don't have them. It kind of seems like the same sure. thing. And my question is, and much like the questions we had with the shots, with this pill now, how do you prioritize who gets it? How does that work? Are there enough so that everybody who's in the ICU has the option? Because this will be an optional thing. It's not like they're going to make you take it. They'll say, here's a drug. This could probably help get you off a ventilator or, or the potential to, that you might be on a ventilator. This will stop it from happening. How do you prioritize that? Do you go by age group? Do you go by category? Do you just basically go by doctor recommendation? I mean, I don't know how that's going to work. Have they even released those details? Yeah, I think that it's just going to go to the people who are most in need. We're getting 10,000 of these treatments in Ontario, and I believe most of them are already here. We had 30,000 in the country, so 10,000 is Ontario's allotment. Okay, It's supposed to go to someone who has the potential to have a bad outcome, and they have to take it within five days of the onset of symptoms. So runny nose, there's day one. Eh, a little tightness in your chest, maybe a dry cough. Oh, oh, there's another day. You've got to get it in within five days of those symptoms. You take this. It prevents the virus from replicating inside you. And then whatever sickness you got should be as high as it goes. Good. That's great. Every option is a good one sure. at this point. They call it another tool in the toolbox. Okay, I'll put it right in there with vaccines. That's what vaccines are supposed to do help you prevent or help prevent you from having a serious outcome. Now we've got options. You can take the pills. If you did it proactively early enough, you could take the vaccine. You could just stay the fuck away from people, wear a mask. There's lots of different things that Mm -hmm. we can be doing. But either way, now that we've got the drug approved, now that we've got the vaccine approved, schools going back in approved by Doug. Everything else has got to move on here, guys. I I know that some people are still scared about this, and I understand and I sympathize with you. I I see it in members of my own family that are really still kind of hesitant and nervous about this. I hope you understand that you can go at your own pace, but the rest of us need to move on. It's time to reopen these businesses before any more damage is done. It's supposed to be next week, and I truly hope they stick to that timeline. Although yesterday, Dr. Kieran Moore came out. He was answering a few questions. And he said he thinks an announcement could come this week. Best guess. Are they going to let businesses reopen on the 26th as planned? Or, because that's just six days away, or are they going to push it back again? It's hard for me to compartmentalize my my feelings on, do I think they're going to do it? And would I like to see them do it? Because that's what I always wrestle with. I wrestled with that with school coming back on Monday, which obviously it was canceled around here anyway. But I wrestled with that because, yes, I wanted it to be. I wanted to be optimistic. I do have a tendency of trying to be more optimistic. So in this particular case, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see it happen. So I certainly hope it will. I don't even like the shitty kind of noncommittal answer that Dr. Moore gave last week on that. I don't I don't like that. And I know he's just trying to set us up for a potential of, yeah, they're going to delay it by another week or whatever. Let's just let's just get this done. Get it done, guys. Get it done. I hope so. So, yes, I'm going to guess that. Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm going to guess it's going to happen. I think that with the amount of people that had it over the holidays and in that first week of January and then the subsequent infections that happened in the days after that, I think we're getting closer to a point where enough people have had it or are protected through boosters or through vaccines or through whatever and natural tested, immunity. And don't forget getting tested constantly. There's a lot of people who are now on a good regimen of getting tested if they need to be. Uh, kids are going to get more rapid tests sent home. Great, fine. All those things should help. I really don't know how the they can use the numbers to justify keeping things closed any longer than they've already said they're going to be closed. Uh, Doug, put your shovel down, your little teeny tiny shovel there. Dry yourself off. March your butt into Queens Park today. Call the news conference. And you know what? You can give them 10 minutes notice. You watch how quickly they'll scramble to get down to Queens Park to cover this. And you say, as promised or as planned, as suggested, businesses are reopening on Monday. Here's your fair warning. Get your ordering done. Get your staff lined up as long as you've still got them. We're opening on Monday. Ontario's open for business again. And then there will be no more lockdowns Mm -hmm. no more of this shit 
It's time to end it two years later. It's over. Do the right thing, Doug. Do the right thing before you do any more damage to this. If that doesn't happen, Kat, we're going to be having a very different conversation in about the three or four days. Sure. I think we're going to. Let's move on here because there's a couple things I want to talk to you about. You've been to an all-you-can-eat buffet, I assume. Yeah. Was it? What'd you do? Like Mandarin? I, I always do sushi. Like if I do an all-you-can-eat, I usually just end up at the sushi joints. That's usually my go-to. All-you-can-eat sushi is some of the best sushi, and I would like to play this for you. It is a woman on TikTok who basically, she got man buffet vibes. When I say man buffet. What is that? There's some guys that just think, oh, yeah, fucking right. We're going to the Mandarin. I'm going to eat that place clean. I'm going to eat everything there is. I'm going to get my money's worth for my $29.99. I'm going to eat $500 worth of food for $29. Crab leg event. Move over. Yeah, I'm going to eat every crab leg on there. And then it's just like any other time you go, you have a plate or two, and then you're full, and you're done, and then you go home and feel like an asshole for a day. Because you loaded up on, like, salads and pastas and other shit that you could have got for, like, 85 cents. Well, it's a buffet. I can eat eight <laughs> egg rolls. No, you should never eat eight egg rolls. Just because you can doesn't mean you should, people. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. But this TikTok uh, person here decided she was going to go to All You Can Eat Sushi. I'm going to play the preamble, and then I'm going to tell you how she ended up in the ER. What I ate at all, you can eat sushi, gyzo, for pieces, jalapio poppers, to pice. Here we go again. Green dragon roll, one to eight. Is that a voice that they put in on TikTok? Probably. I think every now and again they do that. Those things are so annoying. Um. <laughs> yep. People mi- people misuse them, too, to be fair. Yes, they, they do. They think they're funny, and they're not. No. So this woman went to an all-you-can-eat sushi buffet, and she ate 32 pieces of sushi. That's not even close to, like, competitive eater status, but for a regular tiny little girl, that's a lot of fucking sushi. Yeah, and I'm thinking even in the biggest orders you can get at an all-you-can-eat, uh, I want to say, like, eight. Eight will come. So if you get an order that's, like, four, five, four and change of those, that's a lot. She had uh, four pieces of gyozo. I never know how to say that. Gyozo? Gyozo? Oh. I don't know, whatever. Some jalapeno poppers, because why not? Jalapeno poppers? Uh, an order of miso soup, and then oh. 32 yeah. pieces of sushi. She says after dinner, she felt sick, but she managed to fall asleep. So the next day, she wasn't feeling well. Not good at all. She decided, I'm going to go to the hospital. You know what I would worry about automatically is like some form of food poisoning that if that was, well, I mean, you knew you ate a lot. Yeah. But people eat a lot any, any given evening and they wake up and hopefully they feel a little bit better. In this case, it wasn't. I would worry. So what happened next? She went to the emergency room, emergency room, did all the tests and she was honest with them. Yeah, I ate 32 pieces of sushi, <laughs> some jalapeno <laughs> poppers, a bowl of miso soup and more. And they were like, oh, all right, well, have you had a poop? And, and she hadn't done that yet. Nope, but that will help clean out some of the, the intestines. They say she was having trouble breathing with severe stomach and chest pain that they can now attribute to a crazy case of acid reflux. Ooh, yuck. Acid reflux to the extreme. Wow. That's fucked up. You ate so much food, your body literally said, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. We're shutting her down for the day. No more. Hospitalized from an all-you-can-eat sushi buffet. Just because I wanted to go viral. But people are doing dumb stuff like this to try and go viral. And it's, it's a bad look. If you have to go into the ER because of something you tried to do on TikTok that didn't go as planned... That's a problem. It's like the chick who farted in a jar and got herself hospitalized for for too much gas. Yeah, the girl from 90 Day yeah, Fiance, yeah. right? Hey, listen, in case you haven't noticed, our hospitals are quite busy right now, and we're a little short-staffed because of the busyness. And frankly, we can have this conversation if you want about, well, the unvaxxed should pay an extra tax. 
What about the fucking idiots? Where's the tax on people who do dumb shit? We've been talking about having a stupid person tax for a long time, and I still think that it should be something that's put into plan here. Hey, Doug, you want to get some extra? You want to get some extra votes? Put in a stupid people tax. Thank you. And then you're gonna have to pay it too, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are, Doug. That's for FaceTiming and driving in a snowstorm. That's right. A man from the U.S. may never be able to use his pecker again after his partner accidentally sprayed some expanding foam into his urethra. How do you accidentally do that? In a sex act gone wrong, cat. The 45-year-old patient had to have a new opening cut between his scrotum and his asshole just to urinate. When the foam that she sprayed into his urethra hardened and became anchored in his privates. The doctors who treated him said he will only qualify for reconstructive surgery if he passes a psychiatric evaluation. The guy was struggling with impotence. He had been inserting various Mm -hmm. objects into the opening of his penis during sex. He says to help him stay turned on. But things went horribly wrong during one of these sessions when his partner tried to use the little straw of a can of foam insulation spray. At some point, as she was putting the little straw in, she pressed the button on the top of the can. The straw detaches. What are you doing? Doesn't it? I don't know that she knew that it comes out. Okay, because I'm just thinking of WD-40. I'm not thinking of the foam insulation, but that little straw comes out. By the time he arrived at the hospital, they say he was peeing blood. Doctors found various masses of the hardened foam, some measuring up to four inches long. Doctors were able to extract the foam from inside the man's bladder during a surgery. The masses located in his privates were a little more problematic, but doctors were able to perform a perineal? You're, I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor. Where the new opening is made between the scrotum and the anus to remove oh. the remaining fragments. The procedure diverts the urine stream away from the penis with the new hole behind the scrotum used to expel urine. So been, he has it, to sit to pee forever now. It would have been simple to just get try to, get, to talk to a doctor and get Viagra. Like, uh, what's so har- what's so harmful about that? Why didn't you a lot use- of guys don't want to talk to the doctor about anything down there? Well, that's a sh- that's a shame. Well, now look at you. Now you're pissing in between your scrotum. That's where the piss comes out from now on. Congratulations. I'm I'm I'm. Go ahead. Ask. Ask. Just this is a, this is a safe space. Ask what you got to ask. I might not have an answer for you. Okay. It's one thing to not want to talk to your doctor about it. But you also don't want to talk to your partner about it. So you know you're dealing with erectile dysfunction. And your partner kind of knows too. And she knows that you get turned on by sticking stuff in your dick. And when somebody suggests that we pull out a can of spray foam insulation, you should probably say, "Mm, I think this has gone too far. I do like things there. I will find another way to stay aroused other than sticking spray foam insulation in my penis. And that's what went wrong here. She was just as active in this exercise as he was. Yeah. I don't know. Like, a part of me is skeptical with this one only because, A, the straw was attached to the foam. And I'm thinking that I'm wondering, because I've, I've heard of this before, by the way, for, from a firsthand ER nurse that I know, that had a similar incident. But let me tell you what happened here. It was the opposite. It was through the butthole and a person admitted to putting in foam insulation there. Um, they wanted to make their own, their own DIY sex toy, you know, like, oh, I'll do it myself so I don't have to pay for it, you know. So they wanted to form the foam to fit their anus. So they sprayed foam up their ass. Yes. So that was now that's a huge, huge, huge problem. That was major surgery to remove intestine. It's basically a sponge down there. It's basically a sponge. So anything you put, your body absorbs, 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 which is why, you know, you've heard of people getting drunk by putting beer in whatever the fuck they do. It's gross. Funneling beer up their ass and stuff like that because it absorbs very, very quickly. Suppositories. I think everybody knows about this. So 
this particular person wanted to make their own sex toy, didn't want to buy it, I guess. I don't know if the issue was cheapness, if the issue was feeling something different. I don't know. But what happened was the body absorbed it. I'm curious if this guy, urethra guy, actually wanted to create a mold of some kind for himself and partner thought, hey, that's a great idea that we don't have to stick up weird objects. It would have been better to stick with those hard objects, I think, than that. I mean, I'm no pro on the subject, but that's very dangerous. Very dangerous. It's, uh, guys, don't, don't shove things up there that aren't meant to be put up there. And I don't mean that by, hey, you, whatever floats your boat, but make sure it's safe. Don't put like anything from the laundry room doesn't belong up your ass or any other hole. Don't just pick out any eeny, meeny, money mo from the garage and pick that and let's shove that up this hole. That's not how it works. There are actual proper tools to use no matter which fucking crevice you're talking about. They've got multiple choices for you. On Amazon, at the sex shops, go shopping. Do it proper or you'll end up in the ER pissing through your scrotum. It comes in discreet packaging. It does. No one will ever know. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Perhaps your partner can even be in on it. You have fun together. That's fine. Again, to each their own. You do whatever you need to do and put whatever you want up, whatever you want. But leave animals alone, A. B, yeah, it's it's not a DIY thing. It should have never. It should never be a DIY thing. There's a video attached to this TikTok. I'm going to play the video here, and I haven't watched this in advance, but the story certainly has me fascinated. I just want money that's calm. Teenage, never worry about acne. I never been with a buddy. She calm, so I added to the tally. Okay, that was. Uh, it's a weird situation. What is this? This is a person who works in a restaurant and TikToked. Is that the adjective? I don't know. I don't know either. They TikToked an order that they had just gotten into their restaurant. Somebody, I'll call him an asshole, in South Carolina really wanted a Fanta. I haven't had a Fanta in as long as I can remember. Fanta soda. But not everybody sells Fanta, right? You can't get that just anywhere. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. He really wanted a Fanta, and it cost $2.49 from this restaurant on DoorDash. The thing is, that was all they ordered. $2.49 Fanta. Oh. I need somebody to deliver me, and not even a big bottle. It was a 16-ounce, a 16-ounce Fanta, okay. $2.50. And you might think, well, that's pretty fucking lazy to just call DoorDash or to order on DoorDash for one pop. You needed it that bad? In addition to the $2.49, let me tell you how else it broke down. $6.99 delivery charge. Well, yeah. Clearly, this restaurant was not just around the corner. Then you pay the $3 service charge. He tipped 15%, which is $0.37. Cents. And then you add in their state sales tax, which is $0.20. Cents. For a $2.49 Fanta... This guy paid $13.05 to have it delivered. If I'm, if I, for some reason, okay, let's put, let's put us all in this position where we really want something, but we can't go anywhere. Maybe it's because you're intoxicated. Maybe you're just lazy. Maybe the weather's not great. Maybe, Maybe you're you a prick. You don't have a car. Maybe you're, well, no, I don't think that this guy's necessarily a prick. The, the service is there and available to you. You can do it. But that's your, a gross waste of money. It's your money. Yeah, but it's your money. People waste money. Every single day on stupid shit. This right. is another example of that to me. It doesn't necessarily make you an asshole. That's your money you, I, I hope, worked hard for. Then, okay. The delivery charge is the delivery charge. The restaurant's going to just hand that over to their DoorDash driver, and the DoorDash driver's going to go, what the fuck, really? Are you, <laughs> do, am I missing something here? Nope, just the Fanta. Okay. But if I'm in that position, that I want something so bad that's only two, three, four bucks, I'm not... And I see that delivery charge, especially. And maybe this guy didn't know. I don't know. I'm buying other shit. That's usually how I try to justify it. Like, okay, I'm going to go. I got to zip into the store and get this. But fuck, it takes like 30 minutes to get to this store. So my mind automatically goes to, okay, I might as well get everything I really feel I I need at this place since it is going to take me a while to get there. And I'm really only driving there for one thing I want. So why would he not do that? I Because he's an idiot. (laughs) I guess he doesn't know how it works. I mean, this was on DoorDash, and I am also on DoorDash. Uh, they have a Dash Pass. I think mm-hmm. it's $9.99 a month. It is remarkable how much you will save when you have the Dash Pass. There's also an Eats Pass and a Skip Pass, and all the apps have them. 
flat fee once a month and you eliminate a lot of those delivery charges. Sure. If you spend a certain amount, yeah. you get a certain amount off your meal. If you order enough, it's worth it. It pays itself off fairly quickly. So clearly this guy didn't know that or he wasn't interested in paying even for a one month subscription. It probably would have come out to cheaper than what he actually paid. So he didn't do that. There's also a, a certain, whether you pay for delivery or not, no, you have to pay for delivery. Whether you order one thing or you order 10, it's the same delivery fee. So if you're going to order a burrito, I just did that last night, by the way, you might as well order two because then it's like you're saving money. You have a burrito now, you eat your dinner, and you've got another one for lunch tomorrow, and you only paid one delivery charge. You should take advantage of those synergies. You don't order just one fucking thing that doesn't even meet the minimum purchase. Why would you do that? You paid $13.05 for something that cost $2.49. He's really jonesing for a Fanta of all things that bad. I uh, guess. I don't me. know. But you know what? This is someone who put it out there. But keep in mind, this is someone who let everybody know on TikTok. Hey, this is what I did, guys. Isn't this funny and silly? Yeah, there's a lot of people out there like that that aren't going to broadcast it. But my God, they do weird shit like that all the time. Probably. I'd love to get in depth and see people's orders. What did you order? What did you order? Even what, Regardless, DoorDash, Amazon, it, anything. Online, Walmart.ca. I don't give a shit. Some people order the most interesting things and they'll pay the most obnoxious rates for shipping them to their door. Have you, you don't use those apps very often, I assume. No, you know what? Over the holidays, I did a couple times. I did Starbucks a couple of times because I thought, you know what? I really want like a, a latte or something. I don't feel like making it or whatever. So yes, I do have them. I think I have Uber. I only have Uber and and Skip the Dishes. Okay. And I, the reason why I have, the only reason I have two is because there's promo codes attached to the one for first time users. Right. And I'm holding off for, I know there's more. So I can use another one next time, a first time user, because it's my first time using it. That's the reason why. And, and good promo codes that go along with it. But I don't subscribe to the delivery thing because I don't, just because I can't justify it. I don't do it enough. Let me tell you about one of the things that's going on that I consider a bit of a scam. If you're offering a deal, as a restaurant, you can get featured in the deals section. And me, that's where I go. I don't open the app with the specific intention of ordering a burrito or Chinese or whatever. I want to see what the deals are. And hey, if there's a great deal on a souvlaki platter, I'll probably order a souvlaki platter. Shawarma? Yeah, sign me the hell up. I'm doing it. But there's a lot of restaurants that are, they're not offering a deal it's a deal, but it's not a deal. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, buy one, get one free. That one always suckers me. So I'll go to the buy one, get one free. And it's stupid stuff. Like buy one Aquafina bottle of water for $2.50 and get the second one free. Fuck, pay me to drink that shit. Oh, I don't even know if Aquafina is water. It, it's pretty hard to, to stomach. But anyway, they'll do stuff like that. Or they'll be like, uh, hey, uh, Order this little takeout container of barbecue sauce for a dollar and we'll give you a second one oh, for a dollar. See, they shouldn't even allow that on deals lists then. And and I don't think they're supposed to do that, but I also know that there's nobody at DoorDash and Uber Eats that's monitoring every restaurant that's on sure. their app. In all fairness, it's pro- that's probably a lot. And, yeah. And some of them are often offering stupid shit. Hey, buy this chips and salsa for $7 and get a second order for free. That's not what I came here for. While we're on this topic, can we stop with that shit at the grocery stores too? Which one? All of them. You know what? Mainly the Loblaws. You know what? Who's guilty? The Loblaws brand. Whether it's Loblaws or Zares or whatever it is, they are the worst at doing the two for deals. So you go there and you're like, okay, I've got whatever. I've got um, a can of beans on my list. Oh, oh shit. Well, it's two for $3 or I'll buy one for two dollars and 15 cents well that seems fucked up i have to buy two it almost makes you feel like you have to or you're spending way too much money like there's no in between it's like that for everything there i find everything's a twofer you can't even get one without feeling guilty about oh but i only have to spend less than you know one of these and i get another one ah uh, stop with that shit that's good marketing though that well, suckers it, you I'm, in. I'm sure it does work for them you know chips you know whatever it might be it's hey if you get another one though it's actually less but the original price is this much Fuck you. You know what's worse? <laughs> you know what's worse, though? What's is the stores, the stores that do the two-for deal, but they actually aren't a two-for deal. So they'll say right on the two for $4, but then it says right underneath one for $2. Yeah, that's the same fucking shit. That's they it. just want you to buy two. 
So I always keep my eye on that. But it bothers me when it's like, okay, so you're going to make your I'm seeing that if I buy two of these, it's going to be six bucks. But if I buy one, it's going to be, you know, three seventy nine. So you're going to make me pay a dollar more after taxes to buy one of these. You're kind of making me feel like a jerk. I don't like it. And you're going to forcing me to buy two of these. And now my bit now I'm going to spend more money. Okay, but with the supply chain the way it is, you should stock up. You should. (laughs) If you can get two of anything, get two. There's a delay on everything. It's so bad. Everything. And it's going to get worse. I'm still waiting on... I bought a dining table in in like October. I think it's coming in March. I don't even know. It got got bumped from December to January. I called them last and they're like, yeah, it's going to be February. Do you still want it? I'm like... At this point, yeah, because if I try to order a new, uh, one over here, it's going to take that long anyway. Everything is so delayed right now. It's crazy. A pill, I have to wait on a pillow because the supply chain issue is, is taking way too long. I have your I have a feeling your pillow is currently on the bottom of the Pacific off the coast <laughs> of Vancouver. It probably is. They're telling me it's coming in 2 weeks. I say lie. Bullshit. And they're probably going to be like, "You know, if you bought two, you could have saved yourself." <laughs> now, fuck you. <laughs> Guys, we got to bounce. You have a fantastic Tuesday. We'll be back at you tomorrow with another episode of After 9. In the meantime, if you haven't already, hit subscribe, tell a friend, leave us a rating in Spotify. That's a new one. Those ratings are really adding up. It's looking good there, Yeah, Kat. we thank everybody for that. Oh, uh, let's do the obligatory. We'd like to apologize to Galen Weston. Apologies there. Uh, Doug Ford? Doug Ford? Nah, fuck. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> No, we don't have to apologize there, do we? <laughs> you should apologize to us first, Doug, and then we'll apologize to you. DoorDash deals, we like to apologize there. Okay, I think we're good. Once again, Netflix increased its monthly subscription prices. <laughs> Apparently, Netflix's plan is to take so much of our money that we'll have to enter a real-life squid game. <laughs> Netflix says that you can either pay the increase or enjoy not knowing what anyone's talking about for the next 70 years. <laughs> The artist formerly known as Kanye has a new song. Uh, Ye released a snippet of his new single, during which he appears to be making a threat against his ex Kim's new boyfriend. God sent me from that crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. Pete Davidson, though. Ariana Grande wrote a song about him. Now Kanye's got a song. Pete is one Taylor Swift away from the heartbreak trifecta right now. Doctors are warning people against a new TikTok trend called Sleepy Chicken, where people cook chicken in NyQuil. There's actually another name for chicken that makes you sleepy. It's called turkey. Just eat eat turkey. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.